Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner. And good afternoon. I'm Anthony Weiner, and thank you for meeting me in the middle of an hour every Saturday at 2 o'clock when we take some steps away from the hot takes of the far left and the far right and try to bring some context to the news of the week or a subject that perhaps doesn't find its way into the middle of the conversation enough. Great to have you along. Why do I even bother? Why do I bother preparing this intricate weaving together all the issues of the week when the president announces he's going to get arrested. All right, we'll get into that in a second. Great to have you along. Talk Radio 77 WBC. I'll take you until 3 o'clock. Then Curtis and, and I will talk about some of the issues. Curtis not only wants to talk about Trump, but he also wants to talk about Hunter Biden. Bring it on, Chicky. I'm ready. I am. This is I am ornery today. You can listen to us on terrestrial radio all up and down the eastern seaboard. Frankly, just about anywhere on a clear night, you can hear Frank Morano and Curtis in the evening we probably get as far south as, I don't know, Georgia, up far north as Newfoundland. Is that a place? And you can always catch us on WABCradio.com. You can reach me at at Rep Wiener, R-E-P-W-I-N-E-R, on Twitter and WABC at gmail.com. 800-848-WABC. I know you guys have not had much opportunity during Cudlow show and during Moore's show to talk about Trump. If you want to get in on that, you can. I got a little bit to say about it, but I don't want to. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I think it's Christian out there taking care of you. We have Diego and Ryan on the board. We need two people to work the board today. And Kevin, who's supervising things. So great to have you along. It's been a great week, interesting week, a fascinating week. You know, it started out with this tumultuous bank stuff that's been going on. I explained it a little bit on my episode 21 of The Middle Unplugged, that in many ways there's less here than meets the eye. That we have this expectation that if you're the CEO of a bank, you're some kind of a smart guy. Listen, when you're getting money from nothing for nothing from the Fed and then having to make 2% or 3% on it to be considered a genius and have a house in Hawaii, it's pretty easy. When, when interest rates go up, you have to, it's tougher. It's, and when, and when you're investing and when you're banking businesses like tech or Bitcoin or whatever it is, yeah, you need to be skilled. And if you're not skilled, things happen. And then combining it, I'm not going to get too much into this, combining with, uh, you know, an, uh, an environment we have today that anyone can get on Twitter and just yell at the top of their lungs, take your money out of the bank, and boom, you have it. But I think structurally the economy is in okay shape, and we do have some adults who are trying to manage the situation. But I go into a lot of that on The Middle Unplugged, uh, which you can download anywhere you get podcasts. It comes out every Wednesday morning. Um, Look, I don't know where to start. I mean, I, I walked in today already upset, and, you know, we're going to get I – ha, I had a kind of a, a rough week in one regard. They, 
I'm approaching one year on the air, thank you, and there's regular evaluations that get done by the important people here, and I got my evaluation. And um, a little later in the show, I will – it was a little bit of a a little bit of a jolt. Let's just put it that way. And so I'll give you the down low on that, down low on that later on in the program. Um, President Biden announces he's wants to ban TikTok. I called it. Ryan, do you have what? Do you have the the, the sound of that? Listen to what I have to say about this in my prediction show. My next prediction for 2023: TikTok will be banned in the United States. See, that was me. That was my voice doing my prediction show at the uh, beginning of 2023. Let's see if it turns out to be right. I mean, I I said then and I say it now that it doesn't matter where you are left or right. You can't be happy about a Chinese company getting all this data and the influence it's having on our kids. But that's none of that is why I'm a little bit ticked off today. And by the way, well, let's just get to the numbers of the week. This is something I do every week. I take some numbers out of the news and I try to – Use it to contextualize some things. One number is 51.5. That's what this episode is going to be numbered. Because I know I said last week that this week was my one year. It's I went back and I tried to figure out why. It seems like something was off clockwise, calendar-wise. It turns out one episode we forgot to, we, me, I forgot to label the number it. And so we're actually not at episode 52. That'll be next week. So next week is one year. I'm, I'm in negotiations with a special guest to have, uh, to come in and participate in that. Um so that's one number of the week. I'm sorry about that. If you guys all had, if you all gathered around your radio to sing me happy birthday, or happy anniversary on the air, that's not happening. Five years, $102 million. That's not what I'm getting paid. That's not what some teacher is getting paid. That's not what some Nobel scientist, that's what Edwin Diaz, our closer of the New York Mets, is getting paid. And now he's done for the season. I mean, for the love of God. For the love of God, if you're going to do winter baseball, do it in the winter. Do it when it's not now. I mean, I know you could have been injured any time. It could have been a fluke, whatever it is. For those of you who are not baseball fans, he's our closer. Very important guy to the team. Just signed a new contract. He's playing in the World Series, the World Baseball Classic, representing Puerto Rico against the Dominican Republic in the championship game. Oh, no, it's not the championship, the semifinals. Oh, no, it's not the semifinals. It's in a qualifying game, for the love of God. But it's against the Dominican Republic, a lot of cultural significance there. He's celebrating after the game of victory, and he blows his knee. And by the way, he blows a part of the knee that you need to be a good closer. So I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about just play at a different time of year. They say, oh, we can't play it in November because football's on. All right, it's early in the football season. You're not getting any ratings now. Who cares? Put it on on a Saturday. Put, well, I don't know. You can you can do this. If people want to watch it, they can watch it then. That's when off-season hockey is after the season. That's off-season. They call it winter baseball for a reason. Do it in the winter. But that's not the thing. I mean, what really has me upset today is apparently Donald Trump is going to get arrested. And I have some things to say about this. If you're not following the news, I know you've probably heard Noam Layton talk about this. Basically, the President 45, Donald Trump, puts out in all caps on his Trump social, whatever it is, he's going to be arrested on Tuesday and rallying everyone to protest. You know, I said this last week. Everyone in these cases has to just shut up, including the president. This is the second time he's done this. Do you know how we found out that there was a raid at Mar-a-Lago? He went on, he tweeted about it. Now he's saying he's going to be arrested. He's not going to be arrested on Tuesday. But, but look, I mean, I get it. You want to rally your supporters, whatever it is. But this is the 
criminal justice, you may not like it. I know I didn't like many elements of it when I got caught up in it. But if you paid a, a porn star hush money and then reported it as, a, as an attorney fee and then didn't report in your campaign filings and everyone testifies to that, if you didn't do that, then go into a court. You have a top to testify. Bring witnesses. Discredit this Michael Cohen character. Discredit this Stormy Daniels character. Two people who should be easy to discredit. Show the actual records of where the money went and where it didn't go. Call witnesses and you're done. That's the way the system works. It's not, it's not perfect, man. What is it said about our, our system? It's the worst system in the worst system of criminal justice in the world, except for all the others. I don't know a better option. I don't know a better option. But like everyone protests, protest what? Put up a hold up a sign saying he didn't pay off a stripper. I don't know, man. I mean, look on the, and then all these people are who are who are blowing up my phone and everything else on Twitter, saying, "What took them so long? This happened in 2016." I don't know. Good point. I said last week I had statute limitations. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you pay off a porn star, unless you do it a lot, you remember the details or whatnot. I mean, this is not. You know, and the funny thing is, I'm still going to get to it. I'm I'm not going to let them blow up the whole show. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The thing was, I was, I believe Donald Trump is going to be the nominee of his party. I have said that for months now. And I had, I'm doing, I wanted to do a whole episode on Ron DeSantis because he had a horrible week. And I have to assume, I have to assume that Donald Trump believes that it is in his interest for all these legal things to get a lot of attention. Because there was another way to go with this. The other way to go with this was to simply say, these charges are not true. I can't wait to get my 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 expensive lawyers. I'm a billionaire or whatever. He's, he doesn't have that much money anymore. But I'm a we- wealthy guy. I can hire great lawyers. I will tear these guys to shreds. I'm going to show them how, you know, I will wait till I get Cohen and Stormy Daniels on the stand. This didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. Look, I, you know, I get it. Some people think that he's been persecuted. Okay. And I get it that some people don't like the way that the prosecutor in New York County is doing his job. I get it. Half the calls into the station are they should arrest and charge more people. And the other half are stop arresting this guy and charging him. I get it. I get it. That's what it, that's to some degree, that's why we have elected prosecutors. And maybe this guy won't get reelected in New York County. Maybe maybe this is a political thing. And by the way, you don't think prosecutors in other parts of the country, you don't think a prosecutor is prosecuting Baldwin for political thing? I guess. You don't think that because I was a front page, that I was a front page story that that prosecution didn't happen? I accept full responsibility and, and, and trust the system of government and laws that I'm in. I understand. I, I, was, I was facing a higher bar because I was a former elected official. I get it. And I know my part in it. This is not the system is not immune from politics. I get that. But the very act of charging someone is not heresy. You go, you clear your name in court. You've got lots of lawyers, man. Put them to work. Your your witnesses are Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels. 
Rule of thumb, they teach you this in law school. If one of your witnesses against your client is named Stormy anything, you're going to be fine. I'm not a lawyer. I'm trying to discredit these bozos. But if you did it, maybe that's why you're so anxious. I don't know. I just, but I just, enough with that. One thing I agree with, and the president, President Trump says this, but he never lives by it. Stop leaking about it and talking about it and gossiping about it and everything else. I said this last week. I don't want to hear something's about to happen on this. It'll happen when it happens. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And at that point, a jury of your my of his peers and whatever else. Anyway, so I'm not going to go. But, but I understand there's been a couple hours now here on. I, we pride ourselves here at ABC. We not only talk, but we listen. And we've had a few hours here of talk about banks and talk about inflation and, and could Cuddle did an amazing show. I learned a lot. And and Steve Moore did another excellent show. But I think if people want to talk a little bit about this Trump thing, I'm here for you. But I will say this. I am not someone who I uh, this DeSantis guy. I mean, look, I'll, I'll get into some of the numbers. Well, we're going to have to take a break in the middle of this. I had a whole riff going here. But I mean, one of the numbers of the week was going to be 14. Trump is leading DeSantis by 14 points in the Quinnipiac poll that came out this week, up four points from um, where it was. The gap is up four points from where it was in February. Every time you turn up the lights on this guy, DeSantis, he doesn't look good. Now, I think the investigations, I said, are helping Donald Trump. I think that Trump is starting to attack DeSantis, is hurting DeSantis. But I think the bottom line is that DeSantis doesn't seem ready for prime time. You know, the, I, I had this notion of him, you know, Harvard, Yale Law School. He won by 19 points in Florida, which was just yesterday seemed like it was a purple state. And now he has an opportunity to talk a little bit about the number one issue facing like the president in terms of like the hefty issues of the presidency. It's not about, you know. Woke this or what you're going to – when you're the president, you got real issues. And let me – okay, so DeSantis – I mentioned this a few weeks ago that the first signs out of DeSantis dealing with Ukraine were not positive. But a questionnaire went out from Tucker Carlson about Ukraine. And I don't have tape of DeSantis, but here's Tucker Carlson reading verbatim what Ron DeSantis said. And then maybe the most newsworthy response that we received was from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis – DeSantis has well-known views on many topics, of course, but until tonight, no one could really say with precision where he stood on the war in Ukraine, which is arguably the most important topic in the world. And now we know. DeSantis is adamantly opposed to the position that most Republicans in Washington have taken on Ukraine. DeSantis is not a neocon. Who knew? Quote, while the U.S. has many vital national interests, DeSantis writes, securing our borders, addressing the crisis of readiness within our military, achieving energy security and independence and checking the economic, cultural, and military power of the Chinese Communist Party, becoming further entangled in a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia is not one of them. Well, it went on a little bit longer than that. But one of the two frontrunners for the Republican nomination for president is calling what's going on now when Russia invaded Ukraine a territorial dispute. And minimizing it that way. When did, when did Ron, this is Ron DeSantis. He had plenty of time to think this through. That was a written response. By the way, 
The conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians is a territorial dispute. The, the conflict between uh, about the status of Taiwan is a territorial dispute. We have no interest in getting what happened to the idea that we were a great country. When did the party of Ronald Reagan, who talked about the most powerful country in the world, when did we become one that we don't want to get involved in other people's territorial disputes? China is on the rise. Russia is on the rise. And and given a chance to, to say, all right, here's my position, here's my strength, here's my my sense that the United States, who fought a violent war to become a country, is going to stand up for other people fighting violent wars to save theirs. We are the only real superpower, and if this guy gets elected, he's going to be a guy talking about how small in America that we live in is. So I'm pro-Trump, anti-DeSantis today. Who would have thought that was happening? When we get back, we're going to take some of your calls. The board is filling up as I expected. We're going to leave extra time. And a little later in the program, I got a little of a slap on the wrist by my employers in my annual evaluation. I'll see if you agree with it. It's great to have you along. See you on the other side. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner. This is the middle with Anthony Weiner, seventy-seven WABC. the middle i'm anthony weiner by the way that song actually all the music today is a hint at what got me in hot water here at the station so we're going to pack we'll, you'll have three songs that you're going to hear and let's see if you can piece it together so we're talking about donald trump and, and desantis and um i'm just so underwhelmed by the desantis thing i, I because it what it fundamentally speaks to is this position that republican now both their leaders are basically in kind of this camp this kind of like you know, I don't know what to call it. Even it's you know, when you when you dismiss something as a territorial dispute, I said it last week or the week before. I've said it before. I mean that essentially there's a proxy go- war going on there by one of our friends against one of our enemies. So we have a chance to support one of our enemies fighting one of our fr- one of our friends fighting one of our enemies. I mean, and as I said, we fought a violent war to become a country, and now there's Ukraine is fighting a violent war to save theirs. This is an easy call. And this, and if you believe in a strong, you believe in an America that's a superpower, you can't say, well, we, I don't get involved in border disputes. All right, let's get to some calls. Let's start off with Mike and Wayne. Go ahead, Mike. Thank you for holding on. Hey, how are you, Anthony? I just want to say, I want to commend you. You're, uh, you're a guy that stands for your values and you take both sides, which I respect. Um, here's the thing. Can, you know, all these people against Trump, they're the very same people that were not against uh, Bill Clinton playing hide the cigar in the Oval Office with Monica Lewinsky, which I think was 10 times worse than what Trump's being so-called indicted for. And this guy, Bragg, he's a disgusting pig. He's a biased, disgusting pig. He cares more about doing this against President Trump than taking care of his own cities and taking care of these criminals, robbing and beating people up in New York and making New York look like a crap hole. Number two, come on, Anthony, you don't see... 
that Biden's guilty with his son, your buddy, saying, oh, why does it take so long? I'm, I'm, to investigate? Wait, let me talk. Let me talk. I, I thought why I had, but I thought so I'd keep going. To- why does it take so long to investigate President Trump? Look at the FBI with Biden and his sons. How many years now have they been investigating him? And the House, in two months, came up with more information, more damaging stuff against Biden and his son in two months than the FBI has done in four All right, years. Well, Mike, you've given, you've given us a lot to chew on. Let me take them one by one. One, this argument, oh, you like Clinton, but you don't like Trump. Listen, fine, you want to call people hypocrites, but that's some defense for your guy. Said he's, this guy's worse. If the guy did this thing, there's a, a forum to show that he did it and it's in the courts. So let's, so what's the problem? Let's ha- have it. If you don't like Bragg, I get it. I don't think you voted for him. I don't think you live in New York County. You have a chance to throw him out. Prosecutors in this, in this jurisdiction get elected. It doesn't mean we like the guys that get elected, but if you don't like them, at least there's some accountability. At least there's some accountability. And the third thing about Hunter Biden, I've done Hunter Biden. Go listen to my episode about it. All this stuff that's come out, we're going to talk about it, um, uh, um, uh, Curtis and I, at, at 3 o'clock on Left versus Right. I'm going to beat Curtis like a rented mule, just like everyone else who calls in about this thing, saying stuff isn't true. I've said it over and over again. Hunter Biden traded on his dad's name, enriched himself to do it, and that's the way things go in Washington. That's what Ivanka did. That's what Jared Kushner did. That's what the Bush kids did. That's unfortunately a thing. But when you say that Joe Biden did something, there hasn't been a lick, hasn't been a sliver, hasn't been a shred of evidence except one guy called Bobolinsky saying something. And when he went to the FBI to say it, he was all over the map. He said he had text messages that didn't show anything. We got nothing there. And that's why everyone writing about this, like Miranda Devine and everyone else, has walked away from that part of the story. So I'm, I'm ready for the Hunter Biden all day. I'm ready to have the conversation about Trump. I just believe you do it in the courts. And is and about Diaz being on the mountain in the world championship of baloney. I have no time for that. He's our closer. He plays professional baseball for money. Not this. All right, getting back to the calls. By the way, I can barely read the board now. I'm getting that operation, my eye operation. So, if start fitting me for a monocle. Um, next, let's go to Bob in New York. Go ahead, Bob. Sorry to keep you waiting. All right, this guy, this guy with the recordings from something, he comes on every week. It's one of these days I'm going to listen to it. Uh, next, let's go to Danny in Long Island. Dan, go ahead, pal. Oh, a lot of passion in the air today. I love it. <laughs> uh, before I, t- before I uh, touch on the Trump thing, political science major, military historian, you know, I support Ron DeSantis' DeSantis's position because there are 100 territorial disputes. This is a war. Russia invaded them. We were, we were not under treaty. I know I'm old enough to remember Vietnam. We have to stop them there. Fifty-four thousand American kids killed. Millions without flags. Korea, Iraq. I remember all of it. It never ends good. And you were against the defend. You were. I'm sure if I looked up the file, you were against every other little thing. And Trump. The truth of the matter is, the only president who's ever not sent troops anywhere was Trump. My question to anyone who supports this: When it comes time to send American ground troops, is your son going? It's either yes or no. If you're not willing to send your son. You should be for it. And as my great dad would say, wake me up when they get to Jones Beach. Well, Danny, Danny i got to tell you something. I, if, if that's been your consistent position, then, then so be it. It was not mine. I got it wrong. I got it wrong in Iraq, and I, and I got it wrong in Afghanistan. I got it wrong. But here's the difference. In those cases, I was voting to send American troops to stand in the breach. This is the best possible case. We got some other valiant army standing in there to do it for us. 
What do you think it says to Taiwan if we start to say we're not going to defend people's um, people's territories, their, their borders? These guys, these Russians are our enemy. Yes, they are not. They have not invaded a NATO state. That's why we have not uh, used Article 4 to go in and protect them. But right next door is Poland. Do we really believe there's anything that Putin has said and done? The people of Poland believe that they're next. This is the best possible word. You, you, Danny is exactly right. It's an entirely different conversation if we're sending our troops to go do the fighting for someone. That's a different thing. It's a harder thing, a much harder thing. This is the ground ball. I hate to keep getting back to baseball. This is the ground ball of scenarios. This is the DeSantis one that he hits off a tee and says, of course, we're a superpower. Russia messes with us and our friends. They're going to feel the wrath of God. China better know that if they try something like this, they are in trouble. And instead, DeSantis says, oh, it's a territorial dispute. This was an easy one. Next, let's go to Richard, uh, Richard or Scott. Uh, it's Richard Scott Barr, it looks like it says. Hey, Richard. How are you doing, Mr. Weiner? It's uh, nice to talk with you. All right, my take is this. On, on what subject? Number one, uh, try not to stress yourself so much. That's one of the reasons your eye is in trouble. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. I, I feel I'm, you. Uh, okay, please. And, and number two, uh, as far as this Trump fellow, uh, he's got to be brought down. You know, and that's why I agree with you. He's got to face the process. And I don't think that we have much to worry about in the way of protesters because the protesters that showed up the last time Trump rallied them, a lot of them are in trouble big time. Well, I appreciate it, Richard. And and I should say, just as Richard was starting to make his comments, Kitty texted me and said, stop shouting. And she also says that I was being sexist and misogynistic by making fun of, of, of Stormy Daniels' name. I apologize for both the shouting and the misogyny, and I, uh, I affirm I'm going to try to do better. We do have to go to a break. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. My name is Anthony Weiner. I am calmer now. I'm calmer about the Mets. I'm just, no, that I'm not calmer about, but I am calmer about everything else. And I really do appreciate your patience with me. I'm still new at this, less than a year in. On the other side, we're going to take some more calls. And if you listen to the music coming in, it'll give you another clue about why I'm a little bit of hot water with my one-year evaluation here as the host of The Middle. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Finding new ways to make change. Reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. That's Whitney Houston. The songs during the bumpers are 
clues to uh, – I had my annual evaluation because next week is my one year. And a uh, little bit of a dark note on my – I'm going to do a lot of research here at the station. Let's just put it that. And the, the songs are a little bit of a clue what got me in trouble. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're talking about a lot about Donald Trump. And some of it is because this news broke today that he put on his social media platform, Truth Social, that in all caps, because that's the way he rolls, that he's going to be arrested on Tuesday and everyone should protest. It's doubtful he's going to be arrested on Tuesday. That's not the way this works. He's apparently there's still at least one more person needs to appear before the grand jury before any indictment can be handed down. And he's not exactly arrested. He'll kind of come and surrender or whatever it is, and then they'll figure it out. But he says the protest not really clear. You know, some some of the callers are saying what he should be protesting, but it's not really clear what he meant. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Up at, at uh, 3 o'clock, Curtis and I and Left versus Right are going to talk a little bit about Hunter Biden, the other case that has people animated. And I'm sure he's going to try to get me yelling and screaming again about Edwin Diaz. But let's go back to the to the calls. Let's go to David in the Bronx. Hey, David, thanks for joining us again. Yes, good afternoon, Anthony. Um, let me ask you a question, because I've heard some of these calls, and I'm wondering your take on this. Does the indictment or possible indictment of Trump make it less likely that someone like DeSantis will actually enter the race? Because won't this increase Trump's popularity, and also uh, someone like DeSantis might consider that they'd be seen as piling on, which would be a negative yeah, well, I think that there's really something to that, David. I, I read the numbers that how much has changed from January – I'm sorry, from February to March in the Quinnipiac poll, which looks every month at how the Republican race is going. And DeSantis has been dropping. And one of the reasons I believe is when you have these conversations about the the legal machinations with Trump, that is Trump versus his perceived enemies on the left, right? And so just today, for example, McCarthy, the speaker, kind of – I'm going to investigate this. Pence, who's running against Trump for the presidency, says this is outrageous. It really does help him. I think there is some element to that. I think there's some strategy, as George Bush might say, um, to this. I certainly think that's the case. Next, let's go to Janet in Bergen County. Hey, Janet, welcome back. Hi. Um, You being a new father and have a child who will be going to school and walking in the streets of New York, And this man that is going to arrest, supposedly, on Tuesday, the ex-president, with handcuffs. And how many police and things are going to be walking him that they're taking? We don't have enough on the streets protecting the everyday people. I mean, it's sick, Anthony, the way you're thinking. Argentina, here we come. They have, what about that lady that went 23 miles to her TM machine to take money, and that guy followed her, and they saw it on television for three days. I'm sure you must have but seen Janet, it. But, Janet, can I ask you a question? I think you're asking some good questions, but let me ask you. If Donald Trump broke the law, should he be held responsible, yes or no? Like everybody else. I agree. I agree. That's- like, you know what? Get your stuff in order. You're a father now. Think about what country he's growing up in. What's the matter with you? You're upset. I listen to you. I absolutely. Uh, it's a good thing I'm not standing next to you and looking in your eyes. There's something what the matter I, with your thoughts. Janet, what did I do wrong? You opened up your mouth and you're complaining <laughs> that they're going to arrest him with handcuffs. Wait a minute. How many police are going to be taken off? Well, but what are you. All I'm asking is. Wait, when the police. People that kill people. 
are left out of jail in 48 hours. Come on, Anthony. We don't have a limit. That's to arrest him with the police and everything. And what about Biden? Forgetting about All right, right, Janet, hold on. Hold on. Just slow down now. First of all, let's do these things one thing at a time. The one part of this I can't figure out is how I became the bad guy in this conversation. All I asked is whether someone who broke the law, whether it be Donald Trump or Daryl Jones, whether they should be held responsible. And I think we both agree that the answer is yes. But let me just get a little bit away from the handcuff thing. He's not going to be probably won't be handcuffed and no cop's going to go arrest him. He's going to turn himself in like everyone else does. And as far as I'm, he's 11, Jordan. He's 11. The kid's teaching me stuff now. And we have conversations about this all the time because his father went to prison. And, and I have conversations all the time about the idea of what accountability looks like in this country. And, yes, you know, I the judge, when she sentenced me, I had no one ever been sentenced for obscenity in, in, the, in the Southern District. When, when the judge said, we'll sentence you because we have to send a, a message that, that everyone is, has to follow the law, that I was being sentenced that way, I understood that. I was a former member of Congress, and more was expected of me. I didn't say, don't arrest me if I did something wrong. I did something wrong. And this whole idea of go arrest that guy, don't arrest this guy. What about we arrest both of them? If you And if you didn't do it, if you didn't do it, then you go before a jury of your peers, and this is the greatest country on the face of the earth, in a criminal justice system that ain't perfect. Lord knows it's not. But the way to, to, to navigate this system is by putting on your, your case. And this guy's got lawyers and special whatever. So many people, if you go want to spend spend a day at arraignment court in, in New York County, see these people don't have lawyers and people are saying don't let them go out on bail and they're shoplifting, send them in jail and make them stay. All I'm saying is we can do both things at once. We can say let's crack down on shoplifters and let's shop down, track down on, attra- on, on attractive – that was weird – on, on um, important people who do, um, who do things that are wrong. All right, next let's go, but I'm not the, I hope I'm not the bad guy. Next let's go to um, Robert in Suffolk. Go ahead, Robert. Hi. I believe any indictment will be quashed. Two grounds, no cause of action and insufficient evidence. Could be. I mean, it could be. I mean, I mean they're, they're, the, the way that, just to get a little bit in the weeds about what he's been accused of, he's been accused of paying this hush money giving it to his lawyer to pass along to the person and then reimbursing his attorney and putting it in the books as a business expense for attorney fees. That in and of itself probably is not something for him to be uh, indicted for. But since it was in the furtherance of another crime, which was not reporting on his campaign finance filings, that he had made that expenditure for the purpose of his campaign, and that's what it was. He wanted this woman to stay quiet so he can get elected. That matrix with another crime is what the sticky part is. Now, now, I do think there is a statute of limitations issue that is it, that it, it, this, this happened a while ago. I think the statute of limitations, if you just counted from when it happened in 2016, has lapsed. But something about something he's done more recently. I'm not really that clear. I'm not. A, I'm. I'm. I'm not a lawyer on it. But I think there. There is a. I think he can. He might be able to beat this case. I mean, he's telling people go out and protest. By the way, what are those protests actually? What are they going to chant? He didn't pay. Her, he didn't pay her off. I mean, what? What is? What is the thing that they're saying? Prosecute someone else. That's why I just think that if I if I had acquired and I've met Donald Trump a few times, he was a donor to my campaigns. If I had to have a word with him. 
And it might be that the previous caller's right, that he wants all the tumult, that he wants everyone to know about his legal problems because he thinks it's helped him politically. But just be quiet. Just go into court and beat the case. Just say, listen, I'm, I am an American. I'm proud of this country. I'm a patriot. This is a, this is a political persecution. I'm going to go into this and I'm going to beat the case. And if, and if it's, and I'm, and I'm going to take this thing on appeal if it's not because the, I'm not guilty of this. And I'm going to, the whole world is going to see that these people are lying. That's the way you do this. That's what I would say. That's why most people who are accused of crimes do that. That's what most of them do. So that's that. Um, next, let's go to Glenn and Edison. Glenn, thank you so much for joining us on The Middle. Yeah, how you doing? I was just wondering, uh, why, why are the Democrats so afraid of Trump running in 2024? I mean, Biden got 81 million votes. Trump got 74 million. I, I, Glenn, I have, I'm with you. I'm on Team Glenn on this one. I, I have said for months now that I think that two things are going to happen. One, Joe Biden's going to be our nominee, even though many of us have concerns about that. And Donald Trump is going to be the Republicans nominee. And the one thing we know, the one guy we know that, Don, that Joe Biden can beat is Donald Trump. And I don't see anything that's happened in the last two and a half, whatever years that that helped that helped um, Donald Trump, like get a whole bunch more votes. I, I mean, it doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like all of the people that he supported in 2022 went down in flames. It seems like his obsession with with relitigating the the election of 2020 over and over again, even though he clearly lost it. The fact that Fox News is getting sued over repeating those things and that's going to stay in the news. I think that that every day the Republicans in Washington want to relitigate January 6th. Like I said last week, more video, the better. I'm not like a lot of my, my liberal friends. I'm like more video, the better. And I think that I think Glenn could be right. I think that we could be in a situation here that, um, I mean, now, the left does have a Trump derangement syndrome that knows no end. I mean, I my phone is today, like, just as people, my friends listening to this, you know, going crazy, you know, just saying that I'm minimizing what Donald Trump did. I'm not. I'm not minimizing. I'm just saying that I, I mean, and saying that I think he can beat the, you know, like, you know, four people have, have texted me to, to, to complain about me making fun of Stormy Daniels. I mean, I mean, it's just we're just or let it work out in court. I have a, I have a, I have a, I have confidence in these things. And the thing that I do know, the difference in the way you get treated in the justice system, if you've got a bunch of money and amazing lawyers, as opposed to if you don't. I mean, the last caller might have been right that that this thing will get quashed because you know Donald Trump has better lawyers. Let's do one more call, then we have to go to a, a break. Um, Next is, um, boy, I'm really having trouble reading my board. Um, next is Scott in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, two things really quickly. Number one, uh, in terms of a pundit that covers, uh, you know, the elections, uh, the controversy over the 2020 election, I wanted to recommend Dr. Paul Craig Roberts. He's a former Reagan official, but he's not partisan. Uh, he's very objective. And uh, his site with regard to the elections, the uh, Dominion voting machines, etc., very insightful. I suggest his site. It's paulcraigroberts.org. What is his now, thing? What would, you, what would you give us a summary? Give our listeners a summary. Of uh, Dr. Roberts, okay, he was a former Reagan administration official. Right, but what, what is his position on this? I mean, we, we we pretty much know what happened that day, but is there is there more that? Okay. Yeah. So pretty much his position is a uh, is is that you know while there was definitely substantial doubt, I mean there was not a single 
definitive uh, hearing that could actually dispute it one way or the other. Well, we had um, uh, 62 different court cases that went to their conclusion and found and found in favor of this being an, an election that was fairly run and that the right outcome was uh, was was uh, certified. 62 different court cases. So th- you shouldn't you shouldn't say that. There was definitely a lot of people who looked at it with a lot of and and people like like Rudy Giuliani, my friend who who works here, admitted they didn't have any evidence of any malfeasance and the people at fox news knew it so uh we're gonna go to a break it's been a great conversation we come back and we talk a little bit i i I mean i it doesn't say anywhere on this memo i can't share it with my listeners uh got my annual evaluation how we're doing here on the middle next week is my one year anniversary this is 51 and a half when we come back i'll talk to you a little bit about a dark spot on my report It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. 77 WABC. And welcome back to The Middle. This is Anthony Weiner. I don't even know how to say that guy's name. DJ Otzi or something like that. It's some... Barn. That's your third clue about what I got in trouble for. So let me tell you a little bit about the story. And we'll keep playing the song since the song has a little bit of a clue in it. So I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary here in the show. I can't tell you how grateful I am to, to John Katsimatidis and to Margo and to Chad and to Curtis Lewa and all the crew here. I can bring it down just a little bit more. And to give me this as opportunity, to be honest with you, when I left politics and took a long time off and did some consulting, did some other things, did some writing, but um, coming back and kind of doing, you know, doing politics, I, I still believed in the things I cared about, but finding out, finding a way to scratch the itch, and I didn't want to go to MSNBC or HuffPo or these other places because I really found myself much more kind of not in sync with that. With that kind of thing. And, and I do, I love radio, and I believe that local radio is the future that's going to bind us all together, even if we don't agree with the views that we hear. So I'm, I've been here now doing this on my own for a year now, and a lot of research gets done. You might not realize it, my listener, that a lot of research gets done, like what we get feedback in lots of different ways. Let me bring it down just a, a tear more, a, a little bit more. So. Um, I get this uh, this evaluation that includes some data. We've doubled the listenership since we came on. It's on an upward trend. Every time we've now, our show with, with, with Left versus Right with Curtis, people not only stay around, a few extra people come in to my show that stick around. It's just been very good. The diversity, the, the number of people who, are, who felt a little bit turned off by all right or all left are, are tuning in. A lot of great commentary about... Um, What's going on? And all of this is in this report I got. It's just excellent. Things that people say that they like. One of they they like um, the uh, they they like the middle as a concept. One person said a, a few people said it's percentages. So like the, the the things that people like, they like the idea. It's not all one thing. Two, they like they like me and my personality. Another thing that they say they like is they like the music. Keep that in mind. But then at the bottom, some things that people say they don't like. And four people, not 4%, not 40%, four people said they think uh, talk about hockey too much. Four people. And so on this memo, 
my boss, not John, my boss circles this and writes, keep an eye on this. Okay, so I figured out a way to improve my performance. Josh Bailey. All right, I am now going to do songs that somehow give me an opportunity to talk about the Islanders. And so today, this music I've chosen is all Islander victory songs. So first you heard Maxine Nightingale. That's our victory song this year for the Islanders. And Kygo, whatever her name, Whitney Houston, was our victory song last year. And this, and, and there's always been a song called, hey, that song, Hey Baby, except it, at the Coliseum and now at UBS Arena, everyone puts in, hey, Josh Bailey, because he's, okay, this is stretch. But the bottom line is they say I'm talking too much about hockey. But I also see on this commentary that they like the music that we're choosing. So I'm going to try to figure out a way to do music that lets me talk about hockey like I just did. Not because I'm a difficult employee and not because I'm not good at taking feedback, but it's four people. I mean, I don't know how many people were surveyed, maybe hundreds, and only four complained about my hockey talk. As you know, in the past, Chad said to me, people like different subjects. They like a little bit of culture. They like sports. Mix it all up. And then he wrote, but a little less hockey. And so for that, I apologize. So we have time for a few more calls. But overall, overall, all kidding aside, overall, the, the response that the show has gotten has been remarkable. Oh, what, number four on the list of people when people say what they like about the show, the callers. It's true. Because I think, I mean, I think I've got the, the, the callers that, that we have on our show are the most loving. They don't agree with me. Sometimes they say I'm full of baloney. But um, that is one of the things that came up as one of the things that people like about the show. So for whatever is working, is working. I really do appreciate it. Share it with other people. Let people know about it. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 3. An amazing lineup is now on Sundays. You've got Laura Curran. You've got Ernie Anastas. Um, now uh, Astorino is on after us. You've got Andrew Giuliani. Live and local, live and local. If if I heard John Constantine say that one word, live and local, that's what we're going to do, and it's really working. All the shows here are doing really well, and I appreciate the support you've shown me. All right, let's do a few more calls before Curtis comes in. Curtis wants to argue about Hunter Biden. I am, I'm ready for that any time. Um, but let's take uh, a few more calls here. First, let's go to uh, Walker in Paramus. Go ahead, Walker. Uh, good afternoon, Anthony Weiner. How are you, um, sir? I'm good, I guess. You're right. You know, you really got my blood boiled. You were saying Trump has the best lawyers, and you mentioned Giuliani. I wouldn't let Giuliani take me to court for a parking ticket. He's not he, – you can't even understand him. His speech is getting worse. He needs a speech pathologist. But that said, no good lawyer is going to touch Donald Trump with a 10-foot pole. They'll be canceled. They'll be shunned by the other lawyers. They're friends. I don't know. But, I mean, you, you could be right. First of all, I, I, I don't think that Rudy is going to – I'm saying – I was referring to Rudy as part of the case when someone questioned the January 6th stuff. I, look, he's got – this is a this is a New York criminal case. So he'll hire like – you know, I, I, I think Arthur Idala might even be working for like one of these famous New York criminal guys. And New York criminal courts are not like anywhere else. Every state is kind of its individual thing. I bet you he knows a bunch of lawyers. I think – look, I don't know if he wins or loses the case. If he didn't do it. I think he has a chance of winning the case. I think there's a lot of evidence that's out there in the public that he's done it. I mean, it comes down to the to a couple of witnesses here, right, who say that he's done it. And and so you got to impeach those witnesses. I guess I'm not a I guess the point I'm making is not so much is not so much that he's going to win or lose the case. But the way to prosecute with the small P this case, if you're him, if you're Donald Trump, is don't tweet all caps. This is outrageous. I'm being charged. Say I didn't do it. 
and here's, and I'm going to bring evidence to show I didn't do it. Um, the guy, you know, no one knows his way around a courtroom better than Rudy, than Rudy, than Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been in so many courts, it's not even funny. Next, let's go to Vincent in Staten Island. Vincent, how are things on The Rock today? Fine, Anthony. Just a quickie for you. As far as territorial disputes, the Santa should realize that if it wasn't for a country called France in 1776, we wouldn't be discussing it here. He might not have been born here. So uh, dispute, territorial disputes have consequences, and I feel that uh, he's on the wrong track with it. I mean, I, I think Vincent summarized it very well. If it were, if, if it were not for, for intervention of the French, I mean, again, with the same philosophy, these guys are fighting our enemy. The French are saying these guys are fighting our enemy for, for, uh, for, their, in, for, uh, for their independence. Uh, next, let's go to Sam in the Bronx. Go ahead, Sam. Thank you for hanging on. Yes, yes. I'm very impressed with your Reagan-esque view on Ukraine. That, that was something he would stand for. I think the problem is is that uh, we should give them as much weapons as we possibly can, but don't give them any money. And a lot of Americans feel like giving them money that, you know, we need money here in this country to help our own people. Yeah, no, you, Sam, Sam you're, you're right on both points. Yes, I do believe that today the notion of American – you know, exceptionalism sometimes gets thrown around a little bit. There's a lot of things about our country that need to improve. We're constantly getting better. But we're a great country. What's the use of being the last Ameri- remaining superpower if we are not going to help? You know, and it's not as if it's not as if that, that this message won't get received. What do you think China when China reads in the newspaper that one of the front runners for presidency sees territorial disputes and dismisses them. What do they think about Taiwan? What will happen if they go into Taiwan? And the one final point that he, that, that, that he make, which is a good one. Here's the way 95% of the aid to Ukraine, here's how it's going. We give them guns, and then we buy new ones for ourselves. That's where the money goes. That the money's going, basically, we're giving them stuff that has a lot of value because we have to buy more of it. Um, but that's basically the, the that's ba- 90% of the way that, that that's going. Hey, listen, I really do appreciate it. I apologize if I, if I came at you a little hot for this show. This has been one of those days that stuff kind of pops. I'm a, I'm a Mets fan. I hate losing that, but, um, you know, now coming up at three o'clock, Curtis Lee will be in left versus right. We're going to talk about some of these issues. I really do thank you for your support. Next week is our one year anniversary. I'm going to see if I can bring a special guest in. And Taking You Out is um, one of the many songs that are played when we're celebrating something good that happens for the Islanders. By the way, this is named for Josh Bailey. We're not named for him. We chant Josh Bailey. Thousand games he's played for the Islanders. Not our best player, but hey, Josh Bailey. See you at the other side with Left versus Right with Curtis Lewa. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner.